0: life. Hello, welcome to Free Your Children on WXRQ 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission is to share the truth and love about education. There is a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children, and I hope this ministry will equip you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians six ten through 11. Thank you to those that support Free Your Children and Biblical Education. If you would like to sponsor the show, contact me at FreeYourChildren at gmail.com. If you want to keep abreast of what For Your Children has going on, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or of course, you can email me. I am also a monthly contributor to the Murfreesboro Pulse, so if you would like to read some of my articles, and of course, all of those focus on education, you can find those by typing in my name, Tiffany Boyd, and Burrow Pulse, and a page, my author page will come up with all the articles that I have penned to date. So if you're interested, you can hop on and, and look at all that information there. I am also available for speaking engagements. If you hear anything on the show that you feel like you have a group that might be interested in listening to those topics, you can reach out to me. I am also a personal educational consultant. So if you have questions about homeschooling or need help in that area, I'm available for that as well. If you live locally in the Middle Tennessee area, I'm the founder of a Christian homeschool support group. So if you're homeschooling or considering homeschooling and you're looking for a community, if you reach out to me, I can get you connected with our wonderful, amazing local homeschool group. Now, let's talk about what we're reading this month. In our home, we are reading in the book of Jeremiah out of the Bible during our family Bible study time. We're also reading, I have one child reading The Green Ember, one reading Pride and Prejudice, And I was just given the other day, Where the Crawdads Sing by a friend of mine. So I'm just getting ready to jump into that book. But if you are not participating in a family Bible study, I encourage you to do so because we all know that's the most important book that we should be reading. We have an amazing guest with us today. I want to tell you a little bit about her. Today's guest is Jenny White. Jenny has a master's in biology and has taught public school from college level to seventh grade. She also taught three of her own children through graduation and scores of others through their homeschool co-op. She is a freelance writer and has written numerous published articles and technical papers. She has studied and written about federal, state, and local education policy for over a decade during which time she's also proposed, written, and analyzed education legislation. From 2017 to 2021, Jenny served as the elected mayor of the town of Luther, where she helped grow town funds from 135000 to just over $1 million. Wow. Jenny and her husband have been married since 1997 and have five children. She's also the President and Education Director of Rope2.org. Welcome, Jenny.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Tiffany. I really appreciate it.
0: It's an honor. You have such a, a, a wonderful bio there. Can you start out by telling our listeners a little bit, Jenny, about your own personal homeschool journey?
1: Well, we originally started, we actually even moved to a neighborhood uh, because we wanted a nice uh, local neighborhood school. And it Mm -hmm. was the one that I had gone to when I was a kid. And um, we thought it was going to be great. And so I enrolled all the kids. They went kindergarten, first grade, second grade. We started having (laughs) major problems and I had uh, my oldest son was bullied by the teacher and by several people, kids in the class. And so Mm -hmm. it just became this ritual of him coming home in the evening and crying and saying, can't you homeschool me? And even though I had been a, you know, a a teacher for many, many years, right. for some reason, I guess I didn't think I could educate my own kids. I don't know what <laughs> happened there, but I, it, I was so shocked when he said, you know, can you homeschool me? I was like, we don't even know any homeschoolers. What are you talking right. about? Those people are crazy. <laughs> We're not that. And that sounds
0: familiar. <laughs> I know.
1: It's kind of embarrassing, but it's a true story.
0: Well, yes, I can relate to that because I too was a former public school teacher and I didn't want to start our homeschooling journey either. That was uh, my husband made that decision for us. And I kind of came in on the front end, kicking and screaming and then look at us now. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about your transition from being a public school teacher to a homeschool parent.
1: Well, it was one of those weird things where I started uh, researching Common Core mm-hmm. in about 2013 or so. And at and before that, even uh, in about 2010, we started Reclaim Oklahoma Parent Empowerment, mm-hmm. which was originally Restore Oklahoma Public Education, is what the rope originally stood for. And then we changed it to Reclaim Oklahoma Parent Empowerment because. I just don't know that there's any restoring public education at this point. It just seems to get way worse every day. Yes, mm-hmm. and so we changed it to try, you know, to center it on parents because parents are the ones that are going to have to reclaim their kids' education, absolutely, wherever it is. Right. So that was kind of, and so I was doing all of this while my kids were in school. <laughs> That's um, funny.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <in> public <laughs> And public school, and to I'm running around.
1: Yes, exactly, and. And And I'm running around, you know, poking them in the eye with a sharp stick all the time. Right. Um, And so basically it ended up that, long story short, that um, the time the the littlest one, my youngest son, hit first grade, um, they were infusing Common Core math. And he had... um, dysgraphia so he was seeing his numbers backwards mm-hmm. and was not getting understanding his math at all and of course the teacher wasn't helping at all so between the one saying can you please homeschool me and the other one coming home crying because he couldn't even add to and two right. um right. you know I just thought no this is we're done and I just sent <laughs> them all out and I was just like okay Jesus wait, you know but hang on to me here. I have no right. idea what I'm doing. And we actually started with classical conversations and we stuck with that for about four or five years.
0: Uh-huh. And then,
1: um, basically I took it over and, and we joined a homeschool co-op and I taught there and then, um, taught at home. And, um, then I'm graduating the last one this year, next year, actually oh, wow! In, in, the, in the spring.
0: So your homeschool journey, how many years have you been homeschooling now?
1: oh gosh, since they were in second grade. So I mean, almost, almost the whole 12 years. Yeah.
0: Yes. So So what was, what has been the feedback from maybe your peers that you worked with regarding your work at doing basically the same thing that we're doing here with for your children, which is bringing the truth to light uh in regards to education.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because I never really had any peers when I was a teacher. I mean, <laughs> I just really wasn't close to the teachers. I mean, I just didn't I mean, in 7th grade we had a team, but one of the team members was my mother. So oh, wow. and she uh-huh. she's pretty happy with what I'm doing. So right. um and so it it that really unfortunately, I guess you could say, did not affect me. Now, um the, the parents of the school where we had our kids originally, you know, thought I was absolutely nuts and they, you know, <laughs> made no bones about saying that. Right. Um, but, it, you know, over the years I have been just blessed. I mean, I really do believe, you know, Jesus blesses this work and um, he has brought me some ladies that we've been friends for since I began this right and you know we've worked together uh since then julia c nancy blaylock i mean we've we've done this for years so um i'm just really lucky uh, to have them for sure
0: that's fantastic now i'm a fan of a lot of things that i have read that you have written well everything that you have read that you have <laughs> written i've been in agreement with that's why you're a guest on the show today <laughs> but you have written extensively about a topic that has Come to the forefront recently in education. I know here locally in our county in Murray County, but even in our state in Tennessee. But this is something that is nationwide, and that is SEL. So, can we talk a little bit about SEL and CRT and your
1: perspective on that? Well, SEL social social emotional learning. You know, I, I think the broader context is is one that you touch on a lot in, in your work. And I think in all honesty, probably the best way to just come at that topic is to say this. Parents are the primary uh, people who raise their children. They're, they take care of their health care. They take care of their education. They take care of their behavioral issues and what's happened is, and and God has, believe it or not, God has vested all of us with the ability to do that, or He would not have given His children in the Amen. first place. Because don't forget, I mean, the Israelites weren't wandering around in the desert with us dragging a brick and mortar school behind them, right? I mean, the, <laughs> for years and years and years, the eons you know, parents have had to educate their own children. And what's happened over the years is that the school has taken more and more advantage of parents and parents just have gotten lazier and lazier and lazier Mm -hmm. and allowed them to do that. And so basically social emotional learning is a way of allowing the uh, teachers and the administration in a school building to judge your children based on their behaviors. And they want to be able to mold your child into the behaviors they want to have in class, not Mm -hmm. the behaviors that you may be okay with in your child or, you know, whatever. Social emotional learning doesn't have anything to do with education. It has nothing to do with reading or writing or arithmetic. It's another one of these ancillary pieces of garbage that administrators like to go out and pay tax dollars uh, for programming for because Mm -hmm. they're too lazy to actually create programming or curricula. So they always go out, take your tax dollars and put them into this nonsense and then drag it back into the school. And that's. That's, you know, just recently when the 2022 um, NAEP scores came out, the National Association of Educational Progress scores came out, there was a, you know, everybody took to social media, writing articles, these are horrible, kids don't even know how to, you know, read, big shock. Right, they know what your kid does in school.
0: Mm-hmm. It's everything
1: but reading, writing, and arithmetic and science. We don't do any of that stuff because we're too stuck in training them how to be social, um, socially emotional um, activists. Yes. Yes. Whatever it whatever action, liberal action, you know, comes down the pike, whether it's climate control or LGBTQ or STUV stuff. It doesn't matter. It's it's all that. And um, I just bang my head every day. All of us do because we just don't understand how parents aren't seeing this, why it's okay with them that this is going on if they are seeing it. Um, the, The best thing we could possibly do it in my perspective, and I know it's yours as well, is to get parents to retake control over their children.
0: Absolutely. And then this is what we're hearing in our area frequently from school board members is that SEL is not propagating CRT. Well, what do, you, what do you say about that?
1: There, there's no possible way that it's not. And if, if you're going to tell me that it's not and you're going to tell me, well, this is what we've been doing in classrooms for tens of years to just, you know, get kids to take control of their emotions. Mm-hmm. You do not need a program to tell a child not to put up, pull another kid's hair or spit on the desk or hit somebody. You don't need a program. It's not rocket science. It's It's, not brain surgery. You just go, hey, kiddo, we don't pull people's hair. Right. End of discussion. Exactly. And, you know, right now,
0: it's not a secret. These SEL programs are attached to ESSER funding. So they're getting, you know, federal funding. In order to receive the federal funding, they have to agree to teach an SEL program. And then, of course, The SEL programs, the one in our local area in Murray County that was just recently adopted, I actually went to their website. The program is called Catapult Learning. And I actually went to their website, downloaded their professional development package, and it explicitly stated right there in black and white that they were propagating CRT. And, and so, well, you know, hey, yay
1: for transparency.
0: Exactly. And and the school board members, some of them still deny that CRT is being taught in our local school system. And that's just simply not true because it's stated in black and white that through that program, you know, that that's what they're doing.
1: Yeah, but so, don't forget, all of this is about money. There's absolutely. not one, one iota of it, not one atom of it that isn't about money and schools are trained to salivate and wander towards money they don't need it doesn't matter that the kids aren't being educated it just matters that they're getting the money in and it doesn't matter how many vendors they're paying with the money it just matters that the money is coming in so every school board member is going to be trained like Pavlov's dog to say no we're not doing that we're not doing that because they have money tied to it And money is the end all be all. Um, You know, I I was originally thinking, and I still am going to do it. I'm going to make a diagram of the school solar system. Mm -hmm. Well, you would think that when you make a diagram of the school solar system, what would be at the middle? The school. It's, right. Right. It's not. It's going <laughs> to no, be money. Absolutely. Yeah. Because there is no possible way that any school anymore will function without money as the central tenet of whatever it is that it's doing. Absolutely. And it's this chasing of federal funds. And even and I gotta tell you, Tiffany. Even local funds. We here yes. in Edmond, we have um, that the Edmond Public School System has a an Edmond Public Schools Foundation. Mm -hmm. That foundation goes out and collects all kinds of money from all kinds of, you know, local uh, organizations who are happy, of course, to donate to the school because it means that they're sponsoring learning, which of course is a big fat lie. But then, you know, just recently they came out, I think about six months ago, the foundation came out with a big, huge Hurrah, We got six hundred thousand dollars, and we're going to be putting that into SEL. Isn't that great? You know, and you, so it doesn't matter whether it's local money or federal money. The the uh, the powers that be. Yep. You know, whoever that is, and it's the liberal elites that are the ones that are doing it. Um, but they create the the curriculum, they create the the idea for who's spending what, and then they they make sure that there's enough money to dangle that carrot out there to get them stuck on the teat of whatever horrible program it is that they want it, the kids indoctrinated through.
0: Absolutely, you nailed it once again. And speaking speaking on the topic of money, of course, that's going to lead right into our discussion on none other than school choice. Mm -hmm. So tell me, tell our listeners, your perspective, your views on school choice, government money funding parents to choose however they want to educate their children. It sounds great. You know, they wrap it up into this little Neat package that makes parents feel like they're being empowered.
1: But can you tell us? Tiffany, (laughs) Tiffany, are you against choices for parents in their education? That's what What? it sounds like to me. It sounds like to me you're bashing parents. (laughs) And that th- they, you just don't want them to have choices. Exactly. I have been accused of that multiple
0: times. And well, but you- <laughs> because
1: they, the, you know, the packaging is beautiful. Exactly. Well, it's parental choice. We're empowering parents. Yes. Hey, hello. Parents were empowered by God. Amen. You are a moron if you think <laughs> you're going to supersede that, but just go right ahead. Right. Um, because I
0: mean- we, we all know what the government funds. It runs
1: oh yeah absolutely and you know and but that's the the biggest hurdle we're gonna have to get over yes is you know we're I mean as conservatives we're already called mean-spirited and ugly because we want people to take care of themselves I mean how horrible is that (laughs) so um it's it's really fighting an uphill battle to get you know the to turn that narrative from parent choice because the government gives you money to parent choice because you have a the god-given choice right you know to to do whatever you need to do Mm -hmm. with your children it's very difficult to steer that narrative away from something that sounds like you know lollipops and candy all the time exactly Um, and, and plus you've got you know these soccer moms who are the ones really I think this is marketed to because they're the ones that, you know, are very heavily involved in their kids' education, but they're the ones that, you know, don't want their kids indoctrinated by stuff, but they're the ones that don't want to really have to pay them the full tuition to a private school. And so they're like, oh, I can get $3,000 in that way. Then I get some money back and I don't have to pay the whole full tuition because any school choice, quote unquote, voucher legislation that I've ever seen There's no way that the state can pay for, let's say you have five kids, they're really seriously going to give you $50,000 a year of general taxpayer funds to fund all five kids through a yearly private education. No, that's never going to work. You could never balance the budget that way. So all they can do is say, well, here, we're going to give you about three, uh, it's been three Right around three thousand dollars for every voucher program I've seen. Mm-hmm. We'll give you three thousand. Name me one private school that costs three thousand dollars a year. Exactly. It it That's never just covers nonsense. Right. It never covers the complete cost of the tuition. So if it's not going to cover the complete cost of the tuition and you're going to have to subsidize it anyway, how do you not see that that's the government sticking a carrot in your face to make you do something they want you to do and not what you want to do? Right. And any
0: most voucher legislation that I have read, it always states approved curriculum.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, ours did not. I will say in Oklahoma, ours did not. But we were making a big, huge, you know, we fought that Common Core battle. Right. And, you know, so I think they're still aware of the fact that we're out here, you know, and we would absolutely have a screaming hissy fit over any kind of curriculum thing. So they haven't put that in there. But their argument always is, you know, um, well, because I'll say something like, OK, so you don't have curriculum in here Will you get another administration in and they're going to add curriculum. And right. now we've got that. And then everybody's yes. on the program is already, you know, stuck either stuck in the program, A, or B, just too lazy to get out of the program. Mm-hmm. And now we have the government running everything. Well, one right. of the, the most conservative legislators I know that we're still fighting over vouchers with said, well, it doesn't make any difference because, you know, Democrats could do that. Anymore. And I'm like, no, Democrats are never going to get through voucher legislation. Let's be clear on that. So no, Democrats aren't going to do that. So if you are the ones who are going to stick voucher legislation in here, then you're just wide opening the door for Democrats to be able to do that, or any other Republican. I mean, let's face it. Republicans were the ones that gave us common core. Republicans are the ones that are pushing this.
0: Yes. And I keep telling parents it's a Trojan horse because wording is, is, it's easily amended because Mm -hmm. like you just said, it might not be in there now, but once you've opened the door, it's easy for them to come in and amend that and add that to the legislation. And
1: they'll give you an excuse as to why.
0: Yes, absolutely. But we have
1: to have this now because on the program, the way we did it last year, we had X and Y and Z. And so we have to add this to stop X and Y and Z. Oh, well, come on.
0: Yes, and then it goes, and then you can go even further into the whole aspect of how this whole school choice initiative is nothing more than another way for them to attempt to globalize education.
1: And I don't understand how people don't get that. And, and especially people that even if they say, wow, you know, and this is Christians, right? Christians, Christians are open eyed about or should be um, one world government. Right. OK, mm-hmm. so if they're thinking one world government. How do you not understand that you have to have a one-room schoolhouse, a one-world schoolhouse to get to a one-world government? Right.
0: It's mind-boggling. It's, you, you know, and we're saying over and over, please connect the dots. Please do your research. But before we have to end our show, I do want you, is there any legislation in Oklahoma right
1: now that parents should be aware of? Well, we're going to, I imagine we'll end up, our session doesn't start again until February. Right. But I'm assuming we're going to have to fight um, voucher legislation again. Mm -hmm. But one thing that people don't really know much about are community schools. Uh, Community schools are... Um, there that's going to come up again in legislation this year. Um, I really heavily suggest that people research community schools. It's an absolute Marxist model where the school does everything for the family. And all the family does is drop the kid off and then pick the kid up. And the, the school basically raises the child. And that's what every mm-hmm. Marxist ever right. wanted um exactly. put together. And this is again being pushed by Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, the this community school model. So that's one thing. Um, but I think another thing that we're dealing with here and we will have legislation on uh next year that I've I've fortunately been able to help a little with is sex education because okay. um mm-hmm. sex education is becoming um basically Uh, so long as you don't get pregnant, do whatever you want. And then they're just basically teaching kids oral sex, masturbation. I mean, sex toys, it doesn't matter. They're teaching Mm -hmm. this just to keep them from having sex to create babies.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: uh, again, you know, we know that that's what they want to do. That's why they love abortion. Right. I mean, we don't need to have any of these pesky little babies running around. Um, they may actually grow up to fight you. So we don't want that. Let's just stop them before they, you know, so that's what we're, we're dealing with here. And those are a couple of issues that parents absolutely have to look into.
0: Okay. That's great to know. And tell our listeners how they can find you. How can they find rope and any resources that you might have to offer them?
1: Well, uh, we have a blog spot. I don't know if people remember that. It's uh, Reclaim Oklahoma Parent uh, Blog sp- blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. And that has all of our um, historical uh, information and research on it. And then we have our current website, which is R-O-P-E, the number two.org. And that's where we have uh, all of our uh, information since about 2014.
0: Okay, that's great. and I will share all of that information over on my free your Children page as well on Facebook so that if you didn't have an opportunity to write that down, you can find Jenny and all she has to offer. So I want to leave listeners with this tonight. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Luke eight seventeen. We are here to shed a light on all this darkness. And parents, if you are interested in pursuing homeschooling, if you've had enough, Feel free to contact me. I would be happy to help you for your children at gmail.com. Please remember that we love you here at WXRQ, but Jesus loves you so much more. Good night and God bless.